Are you longing for real life change and lasting impact? And more to be, we believe that is possible through a fresh encounter with God and His Word. I'm Lisa Pulliam, the founder of More to Be, host of the More to Be podcast, and I'm here to help you think biblically and live transformed, to be more like Jesus as you seek to join God in His work every day. I am so excited to have with us today my friend and Bible teacher and heart of God woman, Wendy Speak. She is here with us to talk a lot about this idea of sugar and addiction and fasting. And if I've learned anything about fasting over the last two years, it's actually been through Wendy and through our connection in a boxer group. So I'm excited to have her with us. She um, has an interesting backstory. During her career in Hollywood, Wendy found herself longing to tell stories that edify and point women to Jesus. Today, she does just that, writing books and speaking to women's groups and hosting the annual 40-Day Sugar Fast Online, which we're going to talk about today. Wendy is the co-author of Triggers, Parenting Scripts, and Life Creative. She resides in Southern California with her husband and their three ruddy boys, and she ministers to women on a regular basis through wendyspeak.com. So Wendy, thank you for being here today. Thank you. I loved hearing your intro. I forgot. Like we, we have fasted together outside of the 40-day sugar fast because we're in a prayer group together. And anytime that things get really hot yeah. in someone's life, I say, okay, you guys, we need to fast and pray today. I, can, I wasn't even thinking about that as I was preparing for our, our time together. That's right. That's been a really sweet thing to see the Lord move as we I would say when we empty ourselves up of the things we think we need, mm-hmm. he, he reveals that he's all we need. And it's just a very powerful way to come to him hungry, hungry, <laughs> hungry to see him move and hungry. Yeah. Yeah. And with, with our interactions, like I've never been in a community of people that fast. That's just not been a biblical principle that was taught to me. And no, I, I, me either. I, I don't have anybody else in my life. I mean, it's absolutely what the Lord has laid on my heart. And um, so it's kind of a strange thing. There are a couple things in my, in my Christian life where I feel led by the spirit to do them. And I just have to say, okay, God, I feel weird doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, like every now and then I'll, I'll say to my husband, I think there's a spirit of fear that's plaguing us. Or I think there's a spirit of distraction or deceit in our home. And I'll say to him, that sounds even weird for me to say. Like I I wasn't raised in a home where we talked about what was going on in the spiritual realm with demons and angels and stuff like that. So it feels weird coming out of my mouth. But, you know, the Lord's spirit prompts me. And I say, okay, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to pray the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus over this house. We are going to um, tell anything that is not of the Lord to get out of our house and welcome the Holy Spirit to Mm -hmm. govern and guide our house. And um, so it's out of my comfort zone, but I do it because it feels like obedience. And it's been the same thing with fasting. Mm. I wasn't raised in a fasting home. Mm -hmm. I wasn't raised in a fasting church. But God put it very clearly on my heart. I remember I was a freshman in college the first time I fasted. And I didn't fast from sugar. I fasted just from all food. I, I had gone to an, a liberal arts college, and I hadn't found any other Christians. But I started going to a Bible study at BU, and then I'd go to MIT for their prayer group. And then I went to Harvard for their um, their Friday night youth group. I mean, the college group. Yeah. Right. But at my little college, I didn't have any other Christian fellowship. And so the people at crusade, they had said, you need to start a Bible study. 
And I said, but there are no Christians. And they said, well, it sounds like your Bible study is going to be for non-Christians. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I started posting flyers around because I'm sure, you know, 20 some years ago, we didn't have a way to electronically advertise things online for our school. So I had like, you know, the markers and I'm putting up posters in the dorm and I hosted a Bible study for non-Christians. But that morning of the first one, I woke up so scared. And I just felt the Lord say, you need to fast and pray. And so I told him, I was like, I don't even know what that is, but I won't eat today. And I felt foolish and I felt weak and I felt hungry. Um, there's There's a quote that I have heard in the last few years that really sums up what praying does for me. And that is, it says, each hunger pang is like a church bell calling you to prayer. Mm. And all day long, I just prayed, Lord, I don't know what I'm supposed to say tonight. I don't even know why I'm fasting, but you know all, and I trust you. And so here I am weak and there you are strong. And that night people showed up. I was surprised and God showed up too, which shouldn't surprise me. And it was just a really powerful night of people opening up the word for the first time in their lives. Um, or, or maybe not. Maybe their faith had never really taken yeah. as their own. And there they were at college. And this, this 18-year-old girl said, hey, let's, let's read the Bible and make it our own. So that was, that was my first experience of fasting. That is amazing. Absolutely amazing. And so I remember when I first heard you talk about fasting, we were circling around a particular sister who was in massive crisis. Uh, and you taught us how to fast in this Voxer group. Would you kind of just summarize your teaching points of if you're going to fast, this is what it kind of looks like? Yeah, well, usually I tell people that there can be a, you know, the, a common way to fast. But because fasting is such a private thing, you are welcome to take your fast to the Lord and, and ask Him to teach you how to fast. Um, but the the common is don't eat, <laughs> get hungry, <laughs> and allow yourself to hunger and thirst for him and find him faithful. There's nothing that you're going to eat today that is truly going to fuel your day. I mean, I know it turns to energy and gets you through your day, but for what you need most in this life, it's all wrapped up, uh, not in a candy wrapper, not in a lunchbox. It's wrapped up in the person of Jesus Christ and in his Holy Spirit, which he left us. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when we fast from that, which is temporary, we get to feast on that, which is eternal. Mm -hmm. And that is really our power source. We think, okay, I need food to turn to energy and that will give me power. But our true power source is Christ. And, um, and so I think that that is why he's given us this spiritual discipline of fasting. And so what I tell people is, um, don't eat and make <laughs> your plan beforehand what you're going to do. Because if you just say, eh, I'm going to fast today, then when you get hungry, you, you can have a really great encounter with God. And then, well, that was really good. So now it's going to look like this for the rest of the day. So come up with a plan. Um, and maybe it is, what is it you run to? most consistently that's inappropriate, not a normal meal to get you through. And oftentimes I'll hear from women, oh, it's sweet tea. Oh, it's, 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 um, Dr. Pepper. Oh, it's coffee with, you know, mostly, mostly sugary creamer with a splash of coffee, you know, it's basically coffee. 
And, um, and I'll say, well, give up that and give it up for a week or a month. And then in place of that, ingest more of God's word, ingest uh, time with him. Uh, one of the things I've learned is whatever it is we consume, we will be consumed by. Yes. And if it's sugar, if you're running to, um, but of course this doesn't have to be food. It can be your online addiction to shopping or your, your phone, your social media. And I, my guess is you have listeners that as soon as I said that, that they're like, oh, I consume that and it consumes me. I cannot yeah. even imagine giving that up for a day, a week, a month, 40 days, a year, because it's such a, it's consumed them. Um, so how do I invite people to fast? I say it's private. It's kind of funny to be a public personality talking about something so private, but I try to do it in a way that says, I don't know how God wants you to fast. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a really great way to start fasting is, or transition into this kind of fasting is to say, I'm not going to eat until noon. I'll drink water and I'll, and I'll fast until noon on Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. And what I've found is that keeps me in a perpetual place of being hungry for Jesus uh, without having to think about what my fasting should look like. Yeah. Yeah. I know you were doing this in the process of writing the 40 day sugar fast content that's coming up in January, 2019, which when this airs, that's when that will be. And so I I remember hearing you say how much that was causing you to have this deep sensitivity to the work of the spirit through that, that fasting. And yet when I, you know, I, I look back to that first fast encounter with you, I was that person who said, there's no way I can fast from food. I can never give up sugar. I can't do it. And, mm-hmm. and you weren't even asking for sugar at that point. You were just telling us, do something lady yes. that pleads the blood of Jesus over the sister. Mm-hmm. And, and I, so I don't, I can't remember what I fasted from because I didn't allow myself to get uncomfortable enough. Yes. Letting go of the thing that I thought I needed that I am in a, a completely different place, 365 plus actually it's almost two years later. Uh, of realizing that anything that I say I can't live without is an uh, most telling way that you've stumbled upon a stumbling block. Yep. If you are threatened by just the thought of giving something up, if it just the thought of it causes you to stumble, whether that's your phone or if it's your nightly glass of wine or if it's your coffee or if it's sugar, yeah, And you know that there's something deep rooted there. Mm-hmm. And so oftentimes we'll start, what I, what I do is I lead this 40 day sugar fast every January. And um, usually women come back year after year because it's like, it works like layers, um, yeah. like the layers of an onion. Each one gets pulled up and there's a little more crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're so being refined in the process that oftentimes we start with sugar and, um, it's as though Jesus comes into um, our lives through the doorway of sugar. Yes. And he looks around and he says, hey, thanks for the sugar. But what I really want yeah. is everything. Yeah. Um, I really want your life. He, he doesn't call us to, it, to live a life of a sugar um, sacrifice. He asks us to offer up a living sacrifice. Right. And that means every bit of our lives. And I think that nothing has... has um, made me sensitive to his invitation to give him my life more than fasting. 
Right, right. Well, totally. And the only way I discovered it was, and you know this because you kind of walked with me through it behind the scenes, my whole 30 journey uh, in the summer of I was I was searching after a health solution, not a weight yeah. loss, but I was trying to figure out what was making me so sick. Mm-hmm. And it was the absence of the food that I was eating that revealed my idolatry of food as my comfort and my sugar as my addiction. Yes. And, and it took, honestly, Wendy, it took beyond 30 days. So I'm so glad you do 40. I was at the 30 day mark. I, I was just at the tip of the iceberg of recognizing that I had a heart problem, not a health yes. problem. Yes. Yes. It's not, it's not, it's not a, it's absolutely. That's, I say that, I say that it's so good. That's so yeah. good. Yeah. 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 And now on this side of it, I, I, it's like the blinders have been taken off. And mm-hmm. when you say sugar fast now, I think life change, like those yes. are the, because of what you just described, sugar is that gateway, <laughs> but, but it's the invitation that Jesus is saying, come in and and share more. And I know when we were talking about connecting today, you had a particular verse that you wanted to share with us. Well, and you know what? It's so interesting. This is a verse that I come to uh, when I lead people through fasting, but the verse came to me um, really before I was aware of any sugar problems. Yeah. Um, growing up, I, I have a dad who loves me. He He really, really loves me. But it took me till I was about 40 to realize that he loved me the best he could love me given his personality and my personality. And I'm still learning about this. But my experience growing up was that I had some holes in my, in my heart and in my life. My parents were divorced. He's a really smart engineer. I'm a really deeply feeling kind of poet personality. And you put those together and they speak different languages. Yeah. But as I grew up, I was looking for relationships. I was, you know, I was looking for love in all the wrong places. Yeah. And, um, and I just realized that I was doing that because I had some holes. Mm-hmm. I had some holes and I'm not blaming my father. I'm, I'm just recognizing, oh yeah, I see where those came from. And when I came across Psalm 90 verse 14, which is satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. It was an immediate uh, understanding that that was what I needed. Nothing else I tried, whether it was a half, um, half a pan of, a, of half-baked brownies, ask me how I know, um, <laughs> or, or it was relationships with men, or it was shopping, or it was trying to be thin enough. Nothing else could fill no. that void but the one who fits that place inside of me, there's a, there's a scripture that says that God created our innermost being. Mm -hmm. You've probably heard Pascal's quote about that. We have this, this God shaped hole in each one of us. And Bill Bright has talked about it too. So many have talked about it. It's like a vacuum that's inside of us that can only get filled by Christ. He's the perfect size. It is his job to do it and nothing else will satisfy. Um, So it really doesn't matter what it is you're trying to consume. The one who made your innermost places is the one who can fill your innermost places. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and we, we chase after all of those things that you described 
to fill it, fill it, fill it, fill it. Mm-hmm. And it's not until you remove that object do you begin to see that it it wasn't accomplishing the purpose you were after? You wasn't even doing it. I, I yeah. You know, we we run to comfort food, mm-hmm. but we could run to the comforter. Yeah, which yeah. is amazing. We we have access to the great comforter of yeah. our of our souls, of our bodies, of our spirits, and yeah. we run to comfort food. I know. We could run to the great physician, but we self medicate with sugar or whatever it is, or shopping, retail therapy. Um, we could run to him, but we run into our closets. We run in, and I don't mean our prayer closets. No, no, that we would know. be a good idea. <laughs> we run into our pantries. Um, we, we turn at three o'clock in the afternoon to that handful of, of chocolate chips. Again, ask me how I know, because I've tried the things and yeah. they have proven themselves lacking. Yeah. Um, there's another verse that I love from Jeremiah. It says, my people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the fount of water, and they have hewn for themselves. They have dug for themselves. They have crafted for themselves cisterns, broken Broken cisterns that can't hold water. And that's what social media is for me. And that's what sugar is for me. And that's what so many things tend to tempt me to be for me. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is they can't hold water, let mm. alone living water. No, no. I have a, a little illustration here. That I knew in the moment, I'm like, God's going to use this one, even though I, I didn't want him to. It was uh, a month and a half after I'd finished Whole30 and I was still living Whole30. It was right after my birthday. And uh, Caitlin had made these fantastic almond flour, you know, low sugar, birthday cookie, big birthday cookie for me. And I said to everybody, I want these cookies gone by the time I get home from this weekend. I was getting ready to go speak at a retreat. Wait, you had them first, but they were leftovers? Yeah, they were leftovers. Yeah, okay, okay. So we yes. celebrated. We celebrated. Yeah, the you birthday. celebrated first. And then there were leftovers. And I said, I want them out of the house by the time I get back. And uh, it was like Friday afternoon. I got the worst phone call, the defeated news about a project that I was working on. I had to get in the car and drive, you know, the 45 minutes to this retreat. And I had everything packed in the car. I had already done my crying. I knew I was going to do some more crying. I actually was getting into the car and said, I'm going to go get myself those cookies. I turned around, opened the garage, went up the stairs, held the container in my hand. Mm -hmm. And the spirit of God came over me and said, you think those are going to make you feel better? Right. That's going to take this pain away? Mm Mm-hmm. Why are you going to the dang cookie, Lisa? Yeah. You've got the God of the universe, the God who made you, the God who knows you, the God who loves you, the God who protects you and provides for you. Why are you running to this cookie? Mm-hmm. And I, I looked at that little tin and I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. And you know, the thing is, because of how they were made, they probably physiologically wouldn't be too bad for you. Right. But spiritually, they were, they were, you were trying to get a need met that it's not its job. That's not why it's God not, gave it to you. No. And so I put it down and I walked down the stairs and I went out the garage and I closed And you cried garage. without the cookies. And I cried without the cookies and God met me in that place. And And, you know, for me, I'm so glad I'm such a visual learner and I remember things in like real time in my brain. 
So I have this moment in which I chose God and it makes me think about this passage. I think it's also in Jeremiah, choose life. Like I chose life instead of my false God. Yeah. And it's become a moment in which I can say, if I did it once, I can do it again. Mm-hmm. By the power, the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is alive and active in me. It, it, God's power was what enabled me to walk away from that cookie. I can ask for his power to manifest in me anytime, any day, in any need, under any circumstance. Wonderful. Uh, right? Yeah. But it required the fast to see the stronghold. Mm -hmm. And then from seeing the stronghold, it required submission to move in a new direction. And so I just want, and now my heart is on fire because I, I want every single person to tap into that transformation work that, that God wants to accomplish in their life. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. You're a beautiful picture of it. That's, yeah. that's so true. You know, I, I often say when we do the, the sugar fast, this is a physical detox, but yeah. it is a spiritual fast. Yeah. And spiritual fast is where lives are transformed. Physical detoxes are where bodies are transformed. But yes. Spiritual fast is where a life is transformed. Now, our, our wastes decrease as yeah. our faith increases. That, that does happen. For many people, not for all. Yeah. Um, some people, they don't even need to lose weight. They just right. know they're running to sugar in an inappropriate way. Um, but you're, you're talking much more than a, a physical detox. You're talking about yeah. a life transformation. And that's right. what we're after. We are fasting from sugar so that we might feast on Christ. And it is in that feasting and it is in that abiding. And this is abiding on an empty gut level. So there's no better abiding, right? Yeah, right, 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 right. That really leads to a transformed life. And I know that a lot of people that that listen to this invitation and they say, oh, I know I have a sugar problem. Yep, that was Um, me last year at this time. They think, I don't know if I could muscle through it. And, And I think what I would want to say is you can't. You can't muscle through it. Um, now you join your muscle to the, the spirit's work in your life. You do. But it is a, I am not strong enough, but you are. I am weak. Your strength will be manifested in me. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, Lisa, the, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is living and active and living in me through faith in Christ. And uh, that's that's where it's possible with him in him by the power of his spirit this is possible too uh, so often we get ourselves into this place of having a a stronghold in our lives and i think that sugar is a stronghold but strongholds stop us from experiencing the stronghold of christ yeah. and we want that more than we want any temporary fix we want that eternal stronghold and i'm not talking about heaven yeah, I'm talking yeah. this present life. Our eternal life is starting now. Yeah. We are eternal beings. And he comes into us and says, I want you to walk in freedom. I will help you get there. Mm-hmm. And fasting is a wonderful way. And it's also a wonderful way to experience physical healing. And it's so interesting to me that you went to fasting for physical purposes. Yeah. Um, and yet 
so many doctors have found, and I don't know if you know this, but like fasting is all the rage in the healthcare world right now. This intermittent fasting, which is what I basically do when I say I'm going to fast until noon. Mm -hmm. That's intermittent fasting. And it's supposed to be like a cure-all for so many diseases to to your body go without food. And this is even healthy food for um, a certain amount of hours each day. But we wake up and we eat and then we eat all day long and then we eat before we go to bed. And doctors are finding fasting is good for your body physically. Mm -hmm. And again, so many things that God tells us, hey, this is good for you Mm -hmm. as a Christ follower. This is good for you spiritually ends up actually being good for us physically. He's kind of just the total package our God is. I know. I know. And I've always said that when God says not to do something, it's not because he's being mean. He's actually loving us and looking out for our best. And when he says to do something, it's because he's not being mean. It's because he loves us and is looking out for our best. And, you know, all we have to do is look at the Israelites to see their struggle with obedience to God's Mm. word. When his presence was fully with them, you know, by the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire. And yet they still thought that something else was better. Yes. Recently, our pastor um, said about, about this, he said, when you, and and I was thinking about it in terms of tearing down strongholds in our lives, Mm -hmm. we still need God's structure. Like we, we don't want to be without I think of a stronghold like a like a fortress, right? But yeah. we can get stuck in a the wrong stronghold. Um, and he was saying that we need structures in our lives that God gives us. It's kind of like when you're going on a a, a roller coaster that's going to go upside down, and the structure is that strap, that metal strap that comes over your shoulders and around your waist, and you're held in there. Mm-hmm. Now that's not to stop you from having a great time. That's mm-hmm. actually to protect you so that you can have the best time. Yeah, right. And, right. Um, and I found with fasting, oh, you know, all, all things are permissible, but is this good for me? Is it, is it the structure of a lifestyle that's going to allow me to experience God's best for my life? Or is finding my sweet tooth satisfied by his, his sweet word? Yeah, his sweet presence. Is that the structure I want to hold me into this life so that I can really have a good time and have a cookie and have a cookie? Yeah. yeah. Um, But it's, it's not, it's not the stronghold that holds me in and holds me back from the free life anymore. Well, and the, the struggle for each of us is the comparison. So it, you know, we need to put the eyes on the Lord. So I'll get, I'll give an example. Yesterday we, I, we had people over And so I made some gluten-free cookies and we put them on a tray with the cookies and the cut up apples and some oranges. And I found myself distracted from the conversation that we were having, trying to decide when I was going to have the cookie. Mm. And all of last night, the Lord was like impressing upon my heart. Your sugar addiction's not done. Mm -hmm. Your habits are not done. You're still distracted by food. Yeah. Well, and the term for it is food fixation. Okay. And so food fixation is you're fixated on food and that can be sugar or it can be sugar free. So one of the things that I do not do during the sugar fast is I do not give a bunch of recipes. I do not tell them what they should eat. I do not make this about it because I don't want to transfer our sugar addiction 
to a sugar-free addiction. I don't want them to fix, go, go from fixing their eyes on their, their sweets to fixing their eyes on their healthy food choices. I want them to fix their eyes on Christ. Yeah. I, I don't want them to go from sugar treats to sugar-free options. I want them to see that Christ is the only yes. option. Yes. And, um, and I find that if I can say, you know, I can really obsess about this when I, when I cook. Um, so what I'm going to do is this, and I kind of give myself some boundaries. For example, if I'm having people over now, after, after five years now of being mostly sugar-free, mm-hmm. I find that if I have a cookie, um, I, I get a really bad stomach ache that night. Like it's not little, like it's big. It's not yeah. nice. Yeah. And, um, and so I, it used to be like, I really have to weigh if this is worth it. Now it's, I'm getting to the point where, yeah, it's, it's most of the time not worth it because my tummy aches get so bad. But yeah. before I got to that point, or even, even now as I'm kind of figuring this out, I would say, hey, I'm baking, but I'm not going to lick the batter and I'm not going to dip my finger in it and I'm not going to clean off the spoon and then get a fresh spoon. And then clean up that and then get a fresh spoon and then clean up and then get a fresh, because I've done that as well. Um, But when they come out, I'm not going to have it. What I am going to do, and this is the first boundary that I've set for myself, so that once you have boundaries, you don't have to think about it anymore. Yep. I only bake if we're having guests or it's a special occasion. Yep. And then I don't eat until the family eats together. Yep. And then I have one. And uh, likewise, I don't eat leftovers. Yeah. Instead, I'll, I'll package them up and I'll send them with, home with our guests. Yes. Um, and then another one that's very similar to it, and it almost doesn't need to be said because of what I just said, but I've made the commitment to not eat sugar alone. Yeah. And see, I'm glad you went there because that is, that's where I'm at. And it's not about the sugar. It's about the, my propensity to the addiction. Yes. Yeah. Which is, I have given full, full credence to the fact that it is an addiction because it is a behavior that has determined and influenced and impact my life for my entire lifetime. Yes. And, and for somebody else, it may not be sugar. Right. There are people that don't have any desire for a sweet but they, they want a glass of wine every day. And there's somebody else that it's shopping. There's somebody else that it's Facebook. And so um, it is that, what is that thing that is controlling my behavior and consuming my mind and making it hard for me to stay present with the people God has put in my life? Yes. Because that thing needs to be crushed. That thing needs to be identified as, as sin, if it's sin. And, and so we need to seek the forgiveness of God for that and, and then move in the freedom of God's forgiveness mm-hmm. without guilt, without shame, without regret, because he takes that and, and says, you know, walk with me in freedom. Yes. And, and so I, that is the, it's this funny thing of saying no to something sounds like lack of freedom when actually having boundaries is where you're saying, here's the freedom. Yes. Yes, absolutely. He came to give us life and give us abundant life and give us free life and give us forever life. He's all about the good life. Uh, 
he, so he doesn't take, take something away and say, but I'm going to give you something worse. Yeah. He's like, I got something more. And when Jesus came and really at the start of his messianic ministry, he stood up in the temple, he unrolled the scroll, he read from Isaiah and he said, I came to set captives free. Amen. And I think that when we fast from strongholds in our lives, he brings those strongholds down. And like I said, we can experience his stronghold and there's no better freedom than being rid of those things that have held us back from the free life. And one of the things that um, Amy Bennett has been one of the administrators in the annual fast with me. And by the way, can we just tell your friends that you get to do it with me this year um, and you'll be engaging in the private Facebook group. And that's going to be a lot of fun. One year, I think maybe it was last year, I did a Facebook live with Amy and she was just telling me her story with sugar. And she said that after, I think she said after three times going through the sugar fast, it took, you know, three times 40 is 120 days sans sugar. It was like an unhealthy relationship. She loved sugar, but sugar love her. And so like any unhealthy relationship, you really have to end it. Yeah. And, um, and so she did, she broke up with sugar Yeah, and uh, relate. And so that's, that's, that's what happens as we fast though. We think we're fasting from one about it for one reason. And God just keeps taking us deeper and deeper and deeper. So I want your hearers to hear that I'm not inviting you to make a lifestyle change. I'm just asking you to give it up for 40 days and see what the Lord speaks to your heart. Because I still eat sugar. Um, Now, when I bake, I bake with raw maple syrup um, for my family even. And I eat very little of that. We're mostly grain-free. I don't talk about how what our lifestyle is. Yeah. I have other people that say they've learned to limit their sugar as they've done this fast. But really, we are fasting from sugar. That we might feast on Christ. And as we feast on him, he transforms our lives much more than he transforms our diets. Yeah. Yeah. So, so very important. It's good. And I... I want to say this. I, I could hear all the like rrr, 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 in the background because I was, rrr, rrr, I can't do this. I can't do this. Too yeah, hard. Yeah. And you can't, you can't, yeah. but Christ in you can. <laughs> you, yeah. But you can battle the lie that says I can't mm. do this because in Christ yeah. you can. Yeah. And take I, like my challenge would be take a risk to see what God wants to accomplish in you and through you at the worst case scenario. You're exactly where you are today of the best case scenario you have discovered an intimacy in your relationship with Christ that you didn't even know he was willing and wanting with you. Yes. Yes. One of the things that happens during um, fasting, and I know that we're nearing our end of this, this um, conversation, but just mentally, when people fast from sugar, oftentimes they'll say, wow, it's like, the, it's like a cloud list lifted. Yeah. They call it a sugar fog or a sugar cloud. And there's mental clarity. Yeah. And there's also a lifting of that kind of foggy brain spiritually. Yeah. And if you've been wanting to hear from the Lord um, about something in your life, do I take this job? Do I marry this person? Do we do this school for my kids? Do I homeschool? Um, What do I do? My kids are going off to college. I'm empty nesting. What's this next season supposed to be about? Am I supposed to invest my life hours in this ministry? How do I reach out to my neighbors? 
no matter what it is, coming to the Lord in a, in a time of fasting mm-hmm. is, is a supernaturally powerful thing to do. So even if it's not a sugar addiction for you, you just want to give this fasting thing a try. Miracles happen during these 40 days. There's no other time in my life where I've ever seen like straight up Bible times, miracles. I once was blind, but now I see miracles. Relationships restored. So it's a really exciting time. And I love, I love making new friends as people sign up to fast with us. Yeah. I want to, I want to add one more incentive because that, that Psalm 90, I think is a good place to leave our sisters in, in that sometimes it's hard to make a decision for today because today feels too overwhelming. And if I, you know, in coaching, when I work with women, I say, pull back and just see if you could see longer down the road. So what is this decision costing you today that is going to have a ripple effect down the road versus if you make a change now, how will that ripple effect be different? And so it's fascinating to me that in Psalm 90, starting at verse 10, instead of 14, it says 70 years are given to us. Some even live to 80. So God is aware of our age and our, the years we have on earth are timed. And, uh, you know, the, it says, but even the best years are filled with pain and trouble. Soon they will disappear and we will fly away. My mother-in-law said at the table not long ago, I just want to fly away with Jesus now. Like the the times are so overwhelming to her that she is just like, Jesus, let's go. And we all just had a little giggle thinking about Nana flying off to be with Jesus. Uh, But the fact is that there will never be a day that the pain will be gone or that the difficult times will not be present. And so waiting for the better day to take care of your body, your soul, your mind isn't the end goal. It's stewarding that right now. And it says, who in verse 11, who can comprehend the power of your anger? Speaking of God, your wrath is as awesome as the fear you deserve. Teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. Oh Lord, come back to us. How long will you delay? Take pity on your servants. Satisfy us each morning with your unfailing love so we may sing for joy to the end of our lives. Give us gladness in proportion to our former misery. Replace the evil years with good. Let us, your servants, see your work again. Let our children see your glory. And may the Lord our God show us his approval and make our efforts successful. Yes, make our efforts successful. Wonderful. Right? I mean, it's this idea that this may be a 40-day, but it it could be the start of of a lifetime change. And a of gladness, change. of gladness, of joy. I, okay. I, I speak to a lot of people and they say, you know what's missing from my, my life more than anything else is joy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I will tell you that during detox stage, <laughs> those first seven days or so, like you're grumpy, you're grumpy, you're hangry. Like it's yes. not even about the hunger. I think you're just, your body is, is all whacked out because you're so used to the chemical induced happiness. Yes. And when you get off it, it's like, I do not even know how to be happy right now. But there is a verse from Joel. It says, return to me with praying and fasting and weeping and mourning. Mm -hmm. And 
so often I'll come to fasting. I'll think, oh, I'm going to be so happy because I'm going to experience God's nearness. And then the first week I'm like, I'm so sad. I feel such deep emotions. And then I look at that verse. I'm like, wait a minute. We're after joy and we're after gladness. Yeah. We've got to be sad first that we've gone other places looking for it. Yeah. So now we're turning around and say, for the rest of my life, Lord, not necessarily a sugar-free life, but for the rest of my life, Lord, you be the one. Yes. If you've given That's me 70 fun. or 80 years, that I want you to be the one that satisfies me morning after morning with your unfailing love so that I may sing for joy, so that I may experience that joy and be glad all of my days for the rest of my life. Mm, good stuff. Good, good stuff. Well, Wendy, I am so glad that you're here with us. I am so excited that I get to spend the next 40 days with you and seeing what God will do. It makes me weepy to think of how he will move. And I'm praying that hundreds and hundreds and hundreds join in and follow your leadership in, in that regard and your faith in action. And and so would you, um, usually I have my guest pray. I would like to pray over you. Oh yeah. Do that. If you want to pray signing up. Yeah. Let's, let's pray. You pray. Okay. Lord Jesus. I thank you so very much for Wendy. Lord, I thank you that she is a woman after your heart, that she has yielded her life to you, that she, she walks it before she talks it. And father, that she has been a fearless leader in my life in coming before you, God, uh, broken and asking you to make us whole. Lord, I thank you that she has led the 40-day sugar fast year after year. And I'm sure, God, there are times that it's discouraging because when you are putting an invitation before people, uh, there's all the naysayers. And so, God, I pray for Wendy that she would have uh, strength and confidence to lead without distraction or defeat. I pray that the enemy would not have an opportunity to do anything around her life during those 40 days other than to find himself uh, the loser and Jesus the victor in every situation. I pray, Father, for all the women who are even thinking right now about joining in on the sugar fast. God, I pray that you would give them a holy boldness to embrace it. Lord, as they they say in the Whole30 mantra, uh, this is not hard, cancer is hard. And Lord, that was a truth I I had to claim to myself again and again in going through the whole 30 journey, uh, Father. And it's one that I will have to claim again going through the 40-day sugar fast. That this is this is not hard. Cancer's hard. Depriving ourselves of something so that we may have your fill, filling, filling and fullness in us is a good thing, even if it is a hard thing. Yes. Lord, I just thank you for this time. I thank you that Wendy could be here with us. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, all right. So tell everybody where they could find you, where they could sign up for the Sugar Fast. Give yes. Details. Wendyspeak.com. And I'm sure that you have show notes, right? That they can. Yeah, yeah. Over. Yep. Um, and then there's going to be a backsplash, backsplash, like in my kitchen. Can you believe I just said backsplash, <laughs> backslash <laughs> sugar, and you'll be able to sign up there. You will receive an, an email invitation to join the Facebook group. You will receive resources and then you will receive 40 days of devotions that'll um, increase your devotion to the Lord as we fast from sugar. 
and feast on Christ and his word. And some of those devotions will have been written by Elisa here and um, so many others. It's a really wonderful group of women. But that fasting Facebook group over the years has grown up to about 9,000 women together uh, fasting at a time. So it's a real exciting group of women who are doing this. So grab some friends and you'll have some built-in accountability. We are running into our prayer closets, which is private, but inviting friends to join you in this private fast is really a special, special time to grow in faith together. So do that, sign up today. And then it begins uh, on January 7th, I believe. I've I've been telling people January 8th, but it's January 7th. It's Monday, January 7th. So sign up now and happy new year. And we're not, this isn't, this isn't a, um, this isn't a new year's resolution. I've been saying that this is a revolution. We are revolting against anything else that we have run to in lieu of Jesus. And that's what we're doing at the start of the year. That's awesome. And it's free, right? It's free. It's free. Yeah. You just sign on up. Gotcha. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Well, I, I'm glad that you were here and thank you everyone for listening to the more to be podcast. We are praying you've experienced a fresh encounter with God and his word during your time with us today. If you'd like to show your support for the ministry of more to be and our podcast, we'd love for you to become a more to be sisterhood circle member. You'll be blessed with our signature courses and resources while being a blessing to others. To learn more, visit more to be.com slash podcast for a special link just for you. May you continue to think biblically and live transformed to be more like Jesus as you seek to join God in his work every day.